Hey, I'm Julia, and I'm here to tell you about our new Dark Side app that has come about in the past <laughs> year of 2017. I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, you can, uh, if you're lazy as fuck, you can buy shit in the comfort of your own home from us. Even stuff that we do not have in store. So if we don't have a store, you can order it. And it will be shipped right to your house. You were so close to employee of the year. I know. Until that. I'm so sorry. Um, it's free to download. If you come in the store and you show us you have downloaded it, we and you're a Tap Mango member, we will give you a $5 coupon. So download it. Holla, holla, $5. Good job. Good job. That's your ad. All right. Thank you. All right. Let's, let's do the podcast. This is the Dark Side Records and Gallery Podcast. Hey, can I have a can I have a stripey? Yeah, I haven't had a red stripe in so long. So I felt in the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> I love the little bottles. They're so cute. They are cute. I know. Hooray beer. Yeah, not a list either. So <laughs> <laughs> I have nine I have ideas. I have a list. Bad. It's over there charging right now. So you know, <laughs> you get to me. It'll be above eight percent. I put, uh, you know, I tried to be resourceful. I put mine in Google Drive. Wow. Put mine on an envelope. Oh, oh I left something blank. Uh, it's for best reish of the year. Oh, that's right. You do fucking like little subtopics. Mm-hmm. I have some honorable mentions. I don't have. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I, no, you know yeah. what? I got a. I got a reish. I assume that you know both you and and uh, Little Birdo over here are going to have <laughs> best soundtracks. <laughs> oh no! This was a good fucking year for soundtracks. It really was. Oh yeah. Year. Mm. What I like about Brian is that uh, ever since uh, you started working here, you've basically kind of run the gamut of being little versions of each of the three of us. When you first started, you were little JB because you had a beard and we dressed very similar. You have the same tattoos. Oh, yeah, the tattoos. Yeah, we have the same tattoos. Oh, Jenny's. both Capricorns. Yeah. That's both Jenny is, mm-hmm. is your tattoo his mother's name, too? It is. And it just says JB's mom. <laughs> and then for a little bit, you were a little JJ. Mm-hmm. I can't remember why, though. It was something, It was you guys shared a, a very Fast similar food bond. or something. That could be. <laughs> Cholesterol number. <laughs> Cardiologist. It's a Burger King connection. Yep. <laughs> And then the uh, soundtrack love started coming out, oh, and then yeah. it went straight to Little Birdo. <laughs> Keep it real in here, man. Someone's got to rap. Yeah, <laughs> shit. I had the Portal soundtrack on today. Mm. Oh, it was good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Don't do it, Brian. Don't get us started. <laughs> Stay no, on track. my list. I'll get started. <laughs> so, uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dark Side Records podcast brought to you by the good folks here. At Darkside Records, located at 611 Duchess Turnpike in Poughkeepsie. This is a monthly podcast about music, the music industry, vinyl records, vinyl clothing, the male, final countdown. Male genitalia. Mm, often male genitalia. Yep. Asians. Uh, so um, we've got a special uh, edition podcast here. This is our year-end podcast. Same special edition we do every year. <laughs> it doesn't make it less of a special edition. That's true. I mean, maybe a little bit. But uh, this is a special edition podcast. This is, of course, our 2017 year-end recap top 10 mm. podcast. Uh, so for your listening pleasure, we thought we would do something special. And uh, uh, we thought we'd do something special. And we brought along some guests we have with us. Everybody who who works here, all Almost. the folks who work here, Almost, Almost the much. whole staff yeah. made it. <laughs> Almost everybody. There are a couple folks who are not here with us tonight. 
because they're no longer with no that doesn't make sense no they're not dead uh there are a couple of folks who uh, are not here tonight but don't worry we will be posting their lists as well on our website darksiderecords.com we might even get a list from aaron uh, but so I guess we'll just, uh, we'll each go around and just say hi, uh, uh who you are and your astrological sign and, yes. uh, <laughs> thank you and oh your favorite type of taco. Um, JB, I'm a Capricorn, um, and I like chili tofu tacos. I'm Brian. I am also a Capricorn and, um, I'll pretty much eat any taco you put in front of me because that shit's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Julia. I'm a Virgo, but I am on the cusp, so I'm, I have a little oh, Leo in me. Go. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Use that word. And uh, I'm not kidding. And um, I love steak tacos. I'm Justin or JJ, depending on who you ask. I don't go in for this astrological bullshit. <laughs> We've had many arguments over this. And I will also consume any taco put in front of me. Doesn't matter. I am Tyler. I'm a Pisces. And I, too, by the laws of stoners, will eat any tacos <laughs> put in front of me. Limited to... Uh, uh, I, but I do enjoy a good fish taco. Uh, if I, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. Fish tacos. yeah. I do remember fish tacos at Taco Shack Ooh. in New Paltz yeah. were crazy good. Even though I feel like all they did was microwave a fish stick, right, and just put it in a taco and put some like mayo on it. But you, you knew what you were getting to going into oh, that. Oh, so shack. good. Yeah, I'm Drew. I'm a Leo. <laughs> I like that yes. everyone is still doing the astrological side. I'm so happy. Let's continue this. <laughs> and uh, I prefer tacos soft. But I am a chicken and steak taco fan. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. Uh, I'm Berto. I'm a Libra. And um, I've never said no to any taco, I don't think. But definitely if it's a fresh fish taco. Ooh, yeah. I don't go in for the Ooh. fish stick thing. It's got to be fresh fish taco. With cilantro and lime. and Like sushi? No. Well... <laughs> I wouldn't. I, w- I would probably eat it. I'd probably eat it. Tuna. Yeah. So you're pro sushi grade tuna in a taco, but are you pro taco grade tuna in a sushi? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Correct answer. I'm Kendra, aka Kenny, aka. No Kendrick one cares about Wait, what? Whoa, on. <laughs> I've never called you Kenny. I've called you Kendrick Lamar. A bunch. Kung Only Fu close family and friends. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, fuck all of us. Cold. <laughs> wow. Only fuck close you, Kenny. Friends, GB. <laughs> no, my nickname here is Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. But your name on the streets. I, I only have male nicknames. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something for your therapist to answer. <laughs> um, I'm a Pisces. My birthday, I think, is right by Tyler's, actually. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, so I like tacos with no meat in it. Oh, like that, that soy shit. <laughs> so... This podcast, of course, uh, we're here to talk about 2017. Things we loved, things we didn't love, things that happened, uh, joy, a little bit of pain. Fewer famous people died this year, so that's a plus. Mm, Is that true? But it stung more. But for the first time, we had a winner in the Deadpool. 
I know. Oh, well, no. For the first time, Aaron assassinated somebody. That's what I mean. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. We've never had a Deadpool winner before. It's true. Well, it's this true. was really first year for Deadpool. Oh, we've been doing the Deadpool for like five years. I think just low key. We've never. I don't know. I feel like we officially spelled it out last year. Yeah, last year we really got, got <laughs> after both. You know, put some like, money on it, but not money, just glory. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just because you have a kill really list doesn't make it a Deadpool. Because Bowie was early on, and then Prince was like, "Whoa." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to think about this. This is so depressing. <laughs> Let's celebrate 2017 by remembering how shitty 2016 was. <laughs> we just no look. We get we remember you know those fallen soldiers. Fife dog. <laughs> dog. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. That was last year, but. That was. Tom well, Petty. shit. Tom Petty. Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a big one. one. Sharon Jones. Huge. Charles Bradley. Huge. George Michael. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was 2017? Oh, yeah. That was 2017. Oh, shit. Wow. That was early on, I think. No one cared as, as much, but. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Wham lately. Uh. <laughs> Wham is so good. <laughs> Really, just two songs, because the girls are really into "Wake Me Up Before You Go Go" and "Last Christmas." So they just keep asking for them over Classics. and over. <laughs> Those are good uh, karaoke jams. I tried to transition True. them tonight to uh, "Take on Me." Oh, yeah. ooh! Oh. No aha action. Mm-hmm. Good. We'll see. Still up in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least they're not doing Mariah Carey Christmas songs. Ugh. That one got played today, so we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Mm. I also played uh, Backdoor Santa on the way to school this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Did you play your Christmas forty five for everybody this year? It's usually a Christmas Eve tradition. Mm. Okay, here's a throw. Well, around. Guess I'm not gonna, no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's working Christmas Eve? I am. I, I am. am. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are in for a treat. A treat, a real treat. <laughs> so listeners, remember, if you're here on Christmas Eve, we're open until 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock. On Christmas Eve. Usually around 10 a.m. We, we throw this on. <laughs> it's good to have holiday traditions. <laughs> I had a lot of trouble actually finishing my list this year because my wife loves Christmas music. And I couldn't listen to shit. Like, I had to, like, battle her <laughs> for the stereo. So I intentionally, like, drove around, like, with my Spotify on. Just... Having to catch up on shit. You heard, Cole? You heard? There was no <laughs> oh, she errands. knows. There's no errands. She knows. <laughs> That's the it worst. Was just Chicken Birdo in the car. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a record this year. But you didn't meet him this year. True. I, no, what? You're thinking of Vortrick Keelar. Yeah. Who did you meet? Uh, Fabio Fritzi. Oh, oh my bad. Sorry, me. my bad. How dare you? Maybe to Scusi. He was a really yeah, nice buddy. gentleman. Oh. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the the worst case scenario for that situation. It's not just that you can't get in to listen to the music you want to listen to, but that you can't do it specifically because the only other thing that's being listened to is Christmas yeah, music. That's yeah, that's that's, that's a, really the crux of it right there. Oh, that's brutal. What's the uh, what's the top? What's the greatest hits on the the Christmas playlist? Uh, she moves around a lot. <laughs> he tries to tune it out as much as possible. Like, I, I do. I mean, I wa- I have been able to kind of steer her toward like R and B Christmas songs and like some jazz and blues Christmas stuff. Did you get the Soul Christmas comp? Yep, got that. So so backdoor Santa has been played in your house. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it has. Oh, Ain't no right. chimneys in the project. The, uh, the Johnny the Johnny Cash <laughs> Christmas record was uh, that was rough. <laughs> I forgot he he went heavy on that Jesus, <laughs> heavy on the Jesus. It's kind of his thing. Yeah, I, 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 it's totally slipped my mind. And then he's like, in between songs, he's like preaching. Oh, oh, oh god! Ugh. Even even Cole was like, 
th- this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're here. We're gathered today. <laughs> Holy matrimony. We are gathered here today (laughs) to talk about our top 10 lists for 2017. A lot of music came out in 2017. A lot of good music. Some other music. Shit. I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, not bury the lead there, but yeah, some other, just other music came out. I was disappointed a lot. Is that the lead? In 2017? Yeah, honestly. There's... A lot of bands that I thought they haven't put up put out music in a long fucking time, and it was like. Okay. So, like I said, a lot of other music came out this year. <laughs> uh, so every uh, December, we all get together here so we could share with you our thoughts on uh, music that touched us in a good place. And uh, I just thought we would get together and share what we liked with all of you guys. We put out a call in uh, usually right about Thanksgiving, and we ask what your picks were for top ten albums of the year. We have a hashtag online hashtag DS top ten two zero one seven Dark Side top ten twenty seventeen, and uh, so many of you have sent us in top ten lists. And thank you, seriously, for all of them. The response gets better every year. It's it's awesome. You guys are fucking great. And I really enjoyed seeing so many different lists, and uh, especially so many lists that incorporated bands that I had literally never even heard of. That is always something that I really uh, enjoy seeing on uh, top ten lists. But so uh, if you have a list and you uh, want to share it with us and with the world, we'd love to hear what you thought. Continue sending us your list. You can email it to us. You can DM us on any of the social medias. You could just post it online. Use the hashtag DSTop10 2017. DSTop10 2017. And we'll share it from our pages and on our website. Just make sure your Instagram's not private. But don't worry, Melly, I got you. And we can put you on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we each have put together uh, a top 10, I guess, except for uh, Brian. Whatever. Bucky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's got a top three. And I got some to add in there. My problem was I, there was just things in rotation. There's yeah. no real format after the top three for me. I just listen to stuff. I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm going to listen to that shit yeah. again. That shit's tight. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what you do. And then before you know it, you got ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> I, I got like, three. <laughs> so, uh, all right. I guess we'll... Uh, Bucky, let's start with you. Nice one. Bucky? Bucky? Yeah. That's what his Instagram name is? Who? You? Me? Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Name is Bucky. Yeah. Does anyone call What's you Bucky? That? A, f- a few do. It, should, start, it started at. Should, should I job? Should I not call you Bucky? No, that's totally fine. I'll answer to that. I think of Bucky that, Barnes, a, a the Winter Soldier. I was thinking yeah, of Bucky I've got, Barnes. I've gotten yeah. that a couple of times. Sebastian Stan. He's yeah. badass. So <laughs> handsome. He's, he's a lot more badass. Is your arm made of metal? Is your arm made of metal? No, my heart is made of metal. Aww. That's cute. It's so nice. Be a lot cooler if it was your arm. Yeah, fucking would, right? So, uh, t- so let's talk about this uh, top three and your hypothetical top whatever else. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So, my number one record is the new turnover record. Wait, you're going top down? Yeah, I'm going top down because oh, I have God one, damn it. I have one through three and then a, just a bunch of shit. So I, gotta, I figure I'll start at the top. You should start at three and work your way up. Okay, strike that last I'll one. Always go ass to mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Never go ass to mouth. Sometimes in, in the, the heat, heat of passion, passion it's acceptable. <laughs> okay. I'll flip it then. Okay. Number three. I mean, we already know. Yeah, now what is. Nah, cut, that nah, that cut that out. Cut that out. No. <laughs> That's it. not getting edited. Um, number three is uh, the debut album from Hundred Sons. I believe it's pronounced the Prestelis. 
It is the uh, singer of Norma Jean, Corey Brandon, his new band. Not that he's left Norma Jean because they put out an awesome record this year as well, Polar Similar. Um, so yeah, that record's really good. Nice and dirty. Um, number two record is The Menzingers, After the Party. Some good... Same here. Yeah, just Same some here. good, solid... What did... You fucking kids are the format. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that record was really good. Just mm-hmm. front to back, every song on there. And then number one, surprise. It's <laughs> 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 the new Turnover record. Good nature. It was very uh, it was very close between the Menzingers and Turnover, but Turnover just holds a uh, little special place in my heart, so they took the top. It's just nice. Uh, it's good pot rock, you know. Yeah, I was about just to say, what did you call it before? Yep. Did you say pot rock? Pot rock, pot man. Rock. Hold on, just what? Fucking, just, <laughs> <laughs> Girk just, just tuned in with the first time in 10 minutes. <laughs> just fucking light a fatty and just put on the new turnover and chill. Noted. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's all good, baby. And yeah, then there, there's just a lot of other just solid records this year that I couldn't really pick a spot for them because, like I said, they're just in constant rotation. The new Mastodon. Emperor Sands was really good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, New Norma Jean, Polar Similar was really good. Um, new AFI, the Blood Album, I very much enjoyed that. I'm pretty sure that was 2017. I didn't even I think, know there was a new AFI yeah, this year. I think that was. I think it was the very beginning of 2017. Mm. It was. It was good. I liked it a lot. You know, I mean, they've changed over the years. It's not so much punk or East Bay hardcore, but it's good. Um, you know, there's a lot of good soundtracks too. The Twin Peaks soundtrack. This is this is really uh, where I think you shine the most, <laughs> yeah, and why you and Berto are going to be good friends. Is uh, you're a big soundtrack fan. Yeah, Creepshow two came out. I was really stoked for mm-hmm. Creepshow two, and I like that they kept all the little uh, little snippets. From, oh, the sound bites. Yeah, yeah the sound bites from the Creeper. I yeah. thought that was awesome. So that was that brought me back to being a, a wee lad watching things I probably shouldn't have been. And that's how things like this happen. Exactly. And then the John Carpenter put out the new one, the Anthologies one. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, yeah. That was really cool that. to have like all of his top ones pretty much on one record. It was was cool. Plus he re-recorded them with the full band, yeah. which was nice. That was really cool. So I kind of shortened them up into like, you know, pop rock length actual song yeah. versus 10 minutes of... Of just him on a piano. Yeah. <laughs> and synthesizers. Yeah, there was a lot of good records, and I keep like forgetting about records. That, that was also my problem making a top ten list. Like, this new August <clears throat> Burns Red was was a good record. Uh, I like forgot that came out. <laughs> and there was just a lot of other records where I was like, oh shit, that was 2017, that's cool. I think it was all in all a solid year for music, just in general. Like, a lot of bands just that you wouldn't think to put out records. Like Kendra said, there was a lot of bands that hadn't put out music in a long time and they're just like hey we're gonna drop a record this year it'll be fun so looking forward to that i think that actually is a really good point is that i feel like we've done a couple of these specific podcasts where we've even talked at the top of the podcast and we've said you know it it felt like a strange year it felt like nothing really great had come out or you know we felt kind of disappointed until we started like actually digging and looking and be like oh shit i forgot about this and i forgot about this and this was so great and i will say that this year I did feel like was actually a very good year for music. It was when we it came time to do the top ten. I was actually excited about it, and I didn't feel that like hesitation uh, in any way. Even if it's like you know like a little bit or, or something there, I just felt I was like this was a good year for music. There's a lot of good things that are I'm gonna I'm excited to put on this list and to talk about. Yeah, Nightbringers. That shit was that shit was tight. See, <laughs> Look, so like some years in the past, I felt like struggling to find ten. Like ten records I can listen to regularly. Yeah. This year I was struggling to narrow the list. Yeah, exactly. I a kept, nice new challenge. I kept just remembering new ones. Like, 
Well, that actually brings up something I forgot to mention at the top of this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, something I also enjoy doing when we get into this uh, talk about top 10 lists. What was your number one pick last year, Boberto? Fuck. Hmm. Ah. Uh, give me a minute. JJ? No idea. No idea? I thought about this earlier. I remember. I don't remember. Hold on, hold Dirk? on. Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book. I don't okay. remember that. Yeah. You, got me, you got me into that record. Yeah. I think mine was Childish Gambino. Ooh, that was a good one. Mine was, I really oh, wanted no, that. No, mine, was, that mine was Black yeah. Star. David Bowie Black yeah. Star? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine was the White Album. I believe mine was the Tribe Called Quest record Ooh. that came out late last year. Yeah. That made my list, but it wasn't top. <laughs> and that is also an interesting point, is, is talking about uh, you know like what we're still listening to from the previous year, and that's sort of my yeah. like litmus test for... What truly is like you know a great album from someone? I can yeah. There was a there's a record this year that I can remember back a few years ago. Their last record was also on my top ten list. Mm. So I like you know there's some nice consistency there. What was that? I'm not telling you. It's not my turn. Fuck you. You'll find out <laughs> when we get there. Well, I can tell you his list from last year. What was it? This is completely irrelevant because we're taking up more time. But, uh, <laughs> Banks and Steels, Radiohead, yeah. Pixies, Nick Cave, Warren Ellis, Heller High Water soundtrack, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Dixon, Michael St- oh, yeah. Stranger Things. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> no. thing, oh, God. Here we go. uh, a bunch of people I don't care about. Luke Cage, original soundtrack. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, he's listed nice. like eight people in front of it. Uh, the Weeknd and Black Star. The Weeknd? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Also, I just want to point out that I went to look to see what my top ten list was last year, mm-hmm. and I'm the only one that does not have a nice staff graphic on the hashtag. <laughs> How is that possible? Scrub me from the internet. Let oh. <laughs> me make sure it's on the right hashtag before we get any further. I see here Peter Joseph used the wrong hashtag. Pete. That's, that's Pete. a Pete thing to do. <laughs> he was close. He got most of the hashtag in it. Julia. Okay. Oh, wait. So, am I just like reading it off? Ten to one. Okay. No, you're supposed to go one, to... then ten to one. Okay. So, my top ten um, is uh, Neck Deep, The Peace and the Panic. Um, I didn't like it as much as the last one. <laughs> wait, am I just commenting on it? I don't yeah, know. No, you, you, know you can. Do it up. Okay. Um, but it's just, they, uh, most of my, like, all the pop punk, basically, on my list, pretty much, it's like they all came out with kind of like a newer sound, which got a lot of hate, but I liked it and I was open to it. Um, so my next one for number nine is Seaway Vacation. Um, number eight is the uh, Front Bottoms Going Gray. Always Anti-Socialist. Is it always or all the vase? It's actually like funny German because um, I have two bands on here that have their W's as two V's. Number six is a SZA. Ooh. I don't normally listen to like R&B, but I love this record. Um, I love SZA. I think she's such a badass. And um, yeah. I really enjoyed that record. Um, number five is Waves. You're welcome. Another band that has the two V's as a W. Okay. Number four. <laughs> um, Mac DeMarco, the old dog. Hell yeah. Um, number three, Turnover, Good Nature. Yeah. Good chill album. I agree. Pot Pot Ryan, was that yes. your number one? What? Smoking. That was my number one twice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number two, the men singers yeah. <laughs> after the party. 
Um, and then my number one, which everyone by now by now knows who my number one is, it's a uh, Remo Drive Greatest Hits. It is not a Greatest Hits album. They're a new band, but they're very bold, in my opinion, for them to call their first album the Greatest Hits. But I actually agree with it. It's very smart. <laughs> Didn't 18 Visions, their second album, wasn't that called The Best Of or The Very Best or something like that? Mm, yeah, there was like right? a, something like that. That was another good record this year, the new 18 Visions. I know mm. you didn't like it. Mm. That was just so much mosh, man. Mm. So much mosh. Just so <laughs> much mosh. Fuck. Do I need much to make mosh. the noise again? Yes. Mm. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes me the next to go. Yep. So I Drew. could have gone with. You're, this is Drew. This, this, is, is, this Drew. is Drew's. Hi, Drew. Uh, Just Leo. Uh, 10 only, Leo. please. I don't want Leo, your old 20 with your. He's on the no, no, no. no. Don't worry. Don't Leo. worry. I'll keep, this, I'll keep this brief. I could have gone like 30 deep. I listened to more music this year than I have in a long time. And I enjoyed more music Bet than I have in a long time. Off, Show I, think. I could. I could. <laughs> Not off the top of my head, but if I were to write it down. Anyway, my top 10, uh, number 10 is Washed Out's album, Mr. Mellow. Number nine is Lord's Melodrama. Number eight is Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Uh, Number seven, The War on Drugs, A Deeper Understanding. Number six is Courtney Barnett and Kurt Vile's Lot of Sea Lice. Mm -hmm. Number five is Jason Isbell and the 400 Units, The Nashville Sound. Forgot about that one. Number four is mm-hmm. Foxygen's Hang. Number three is Mac DeMarco's This Old Dog. Number two is King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizards' Flying mic- Microtonal Banana, my favorite of their five that they released this year. <laughs> <laughs> and number one is Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy. Yeah, that was a good record. Yeah, Scumfuck? Really you put that on in here. Of that course. was really good. Yeah. It, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's because of, of you and Tyler, I've gotten very into that record. I gotta call Are it. You're talking out. about Tyler Gherkin or Tyler the Creator? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> both. Yeah, both. <laughs> exactly. Best kept secret in music. <laughs> I'm gonna call it out. I think the Mac DeMarco record is boring. Okay, mm. well, th- these are our lists. <laughs> so I'm not dude, creating dude, to be fair and debate. He's <laughs> not a person to a thing. fucking podcast, <laughs> He's so interesting. Gonna- I've never listened to him. So <laughs> I don't have a counter. It's just. That's- it's- I don't, I don't not get it, but it's just like every time you guys play it, I just feel like the day is longer. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Well, like, it is yeah. long I, I feel like it's like either like you love Mac DeMarco or you hate him. Uh, that's like the gist. I don't thing. hate him. Well, like, or you just don't like it. Like, I don't know. Well, There's you just... said you gave an A and B option. It's true. And I'm throwing, like, okay, that's that's true. But like, that's what it's just like. I really like the concept of it, how yeah. it was like about his dad who was oh, yeah, dying, he, but yeah. like he was on really bad terms with him, so he couldn't really mm-hmm. come to grips with it the right way. But yeah, yeah. so See, I, I liked that part. By bringing you <laughs> <laughs> See, now he's going to listen to because he loves a like- concept album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I probably, I mean, I'm sure somebody will play it again. I just, and I don't care that you play it. I just, every time it comes on, I feel like I should be at the beach and like ready to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god! It's, like it's the end of the day. It's like the end of the day at the beach. That's it makes it you feel tonight. sunburned. Yeah. No, that's sunburned. <laughs> that works. That I don't know about you, but I can't I wait to that to beach. <laughs> I'm a little pasty, so I don't go to the beach. Oh, you're missing out. The beach is great. Yeah, I'm not a beach. I man. do enjoy the beach. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm into the beach. Yeah, if you know, I don't go anywhere. Look, I am pasty <laughs> as fuck. Okay, so I get the whole burning thing, but I'm not you know, a burner. You know, really. Just 
If I spend a lot of time on the beach, I, I come back looking like I'm a chance. Every opportunity. Every <laughs> like, I, you know, I always come back pink, but, you know, I, there's, it's just, you know, you relax, you have a cocktail, laying in the sand, you jump in the ocean, you swim around where fish do it. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a... Fish have sex in that water. Yeah. Uh, and there's like Ooh. syringes and chemicals everywhere, and you... Dive in, go under the wave. Jersey Shore. Yeah, you wake up with a plastic bag on your face. You know, it's nice. It's like it's relaxing in a disgusting sort of way. I think last time I was in the Yeah, well, you and I don't don't go to the same beach. Mm, That's true. I've just been jumping in the Hudson River. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Quick follow-up question for Drew here for your list. So, uh, was there anything that was on your list that was new? An artist you had never heard of before, that you had never listened to, someone that was like a new band, or even just new to you? Who was in your top ten? There's a lot of bands that really grew on me this year. Uh, the War on Drugs really grew on me. This is the first time I really got into one of their records. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always heard some of their singles, but you know, this year really did it for me. Obviously, King Gizzard uh, has been very ambitious, but every album is very different from the past one, which makes me kind of at least appreciate that it's unique. I don't like every one equally, uh, some more than others, but the ones that I do like, I really, really enjoyed. And uh, I really got into Courtney Barnett this year, too. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to her, because every one of her records have been really great. And I went back and listened to everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the collab with Kurt Vile was great. It was a really fun record. Does King Gizzard put out an album like ten times a year? Five. Mm. Five. This year. Holy shit. I think last year was, what, three maybe? I think four last year. Okay. And they've just been <laughs> building it up every year. So I'm, so I'm counting on six day. from you guys next year. <laughs> Just if you're listening. I love bands who just love to play, you know? Like, they're they're just there because they love creating music and making music. And there's something about that specifically in a, in a band. And I feel like uh, King Gizzard does exactly that. Like, they're just like, fuck it. We just love playing. And we love playing... This is not going to go well. Uh, we just love playing with each other. <laughs> and being around each other. You had to say it. And everything that comes out of that. He could have rephrased. All over <laughs> us and all over everyone who listens to it. Well, I've always heard that their live shows are spectacular, and I'm going to have to try to catch one next year if possible. Mm. Mm. Especially when they it's play very, with each other. Very stupid <laughs> when they play <laughs> with each other. <laughs> You're going to leave titillated. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny? Okay. <laughs> you just bullied Kenny into into reading her list. You killed Kenny. Okay. See, that's what I think of when you say Kenny. I know that's what everyone thinks of. What does your family um, call you on on Christmas? Kenny. Your family calls you Kenny. Mm-hmm. Oh. Aww. There was no heart behind that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Purely sound. My, oh. My family. My family calls me uh, by my middle name. What's your middle name? You'll no. never know. Yeah. Fuck. What is Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It starts with an H. It starts with a letter. It's another first name. We're going to do this again. Horatio. We're going to do this again. We're going to do it until the day we figure it out. Henderson. Or until I remember to ask Kenny. Henderson, Humphrey, Brian, the... Triple eighteenth. <laughs> Which one? I, fourth? I am a fourth. Okay. So. He is a fourth, yeah. Right. I knew it was a number. Mm-hmm. Didn't I just call your father? My, sir, what's your middle name? You could. Brian, do you have a tattoo <laughs> I mean, on you anywhere? I do. It says JB's middle name. <laughs> it's right below <laughs> the one that says JB's mom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right next to the bear tattoo that we yep. both have on our chest. <laughs> Thanks, Hudson Valley Tattoo Company. Is we it love Hitler? You. 
I feel what? like sometimes you're ashamed <laughs> of your middle name. And I'm like trying to think of like what's a shameful middle name. I mean, my father is kind of German, but I don't. Oh it's not Hitler. Must be a really okay. awkward Christmas. I wanted to clarify that. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a lot of waving at my Christmas. It's weird. I'd say you had to embrace it. I'm just saying maybe that's why you're ashamed of it. <laughs> I knew we were going to get to Hitler at some point in this podcast. Really? I think it's late. Yeah, I'm surprised myself. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. All right, Kendrick Lamar, what do you got? Um, this is really hard for me because I feel like they're very interchangeable. Um, That's what I, I'm so many things could be my <laughs> you had your number say. one. I would say honestly, it is a newer band like that I just started listening to. That would be my number one, and I'm gonna put that as Bleachers. The Gone Now. What are you going top down? Yes. You're going number one? I'm going to change now. things up. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I don't... I don't know. They're interchangeable, so it's... With what? Like, all ten I'm of them like, are interchangeable? As I'm going, I'm changing the order, so... Oh, shit. On my envelope. Commitment issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sean. No. <laughs> no. Um, then Manchester Orchestra... Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackmail to the Surface, which was like all of their albums, fantastic. Um, I think that was like one of our most played on The Sims for at least that month. It definitely was. <laughs> um, so now that's how I like know all the words to most of these albums are from working here and you know, mm-hmm. playing them throughout mm-hmm. the month. Um, then number three, I would say the Queens of the Stone Age. Villains. Um, With, uh, what's their singer's name? Josh Homme. What? <laughs> it's Homie. Josh Homie. Josh Homie. Josh, my homie. Let's make t-shirts that say Joshua Homme is my homie. Spelled oh, the same way. Yes. Like Until he up. sues us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Patent pending. Or kicks us in the face. Or kicks us in the face. So, yes, this is a Look, thing. just because you're a photographer, all right, I don't think it was that big of a deal. Okay? You're a little I don't extra know, I saw the video and it was like a little flick. Yeah. Like, he was just being a dick. You know? Like a girl. I, like, when I play with my band, I spit on people all the time. You know, I usually apologize after. I feel like he probably apologized, you know. They he probably, definitely publicly apologized. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's a, you, when you're like in the zone, sometimes you're just a, you know you're a dick on stage. There have been singers that have punched people off stage and it's kick, been a lot yeah. worse. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I'm not that, trying to. Bad, I'm not trying to minimize uh, this photographer and what happened to them, but you know. But despite the uh, <laughs> you know the controversy, I still enjoyed the album and mm-hmm. like most of their work. It was pretty fucking kick-ass, so... Yeah. That's my top three, I'd say. And there's a lot more, like Paramore, Beck. Um, I forgot about Beck. Sam Smith. I mean, it wasn't... I'm, it's, I love him, but it was a kind of disappointing because his other album I played, like, nonstop in this one. It's been like, eh, it's kind of boring, but he's still fucking amazing and has a good voice, so... Yeah. My top. See, that wasn't ten. How come she didn't get shit? I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> We've already been calling her Kenny for an I hour. I know. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah, the be- Beck was really good. Um, that just came out recently, but 
Some of those songs are like two years old. He had been working on that album for something like three years uh, ahead of releasing it. It was, I think it was done around the same time as Morning Face. Mm -hmm. Two completely different albums. Mm -hmm. Gurk. Hey, <laughs> Pick up. My turn. <laughs> Been uh, working on this list for a couple of days. Man. Were, you, were you just editing your list? Like, no, in, no, in, no, since no. we've been sitting here? No, I keep bringing it up because it's like six or seven photos deep in my photo library. So I have to, like, every time my phone locks, I got to go into my photos and then scroll. Mm-hmm. Scroll past the countless the nudes. And, yeah. Right. It's a lot of work, man. You said, it, you said it's, wait, you said it's six photos deep. That's not a lot of swiping. <laughs> It happens all the time. If you go like go to your camera and then you pull up your photos from there, and then when it locks, it returns either to your camera. We'll show them the photo library. Oh, okay. but the, the camera is easier to get to. It's, is it? Is, yeah. it, is what you're describing yeah. easy? <laughs> Look, my my camera's in my top right corner here. Me too. That's right. where I put mine. My yeah. Photo library is like nowhere to be found on my front page. <laughs> so that's at least one swipe to the left. Oh God. Okay. Yeah, no, we're we're talking at least two. Two clicks and Aji in my photo library. How many swipes per second can you get? Uh, Go. How many was that? <laughs> I saw three. I think I saw three. I, don't know, I, I got, about I got three, three there. Three swipes per second. I'm a Tinder pro. I'm good at. Oh, sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. You're gonna edit this out, right? Nope. No. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I say off the record. No, you. Uh, the tr- you have to say edit before you go into okay, you some long explain. thread about racism or whatever else. Bird Listen, wants to I talk try about. to get you to keep that shit in. It's current, man. <laughs> Just remember, I have all this audio when he runs for public office. <laughs> I'm the. You're the only one on here who's ever said the N word. Two words for you. Context. Okay. It's one word. Look. <laughs> I said I wasn't good at math. Okay? Um, Girk? Yeah. <laughs> can you open your phone and swipe six fake pictures back? Run out of time. My, my phone can lock any second. <laughs> Touch it. <laughs> context. <laughs> Two words. Two words, context. context. All right, so uh, number 10, I had uh, King Cruel's The Ooze. Uh, number nine, I put Kendrick Lamar's Damn. Number eight, I put Run the Jewels 3. I was undecided if that would count because it came out in the end of last year. But it counts. The, yeah, but the vinyl came out in uh, the beginning of this year. So, Well, uh, then by that logic, I could say Childish Gambino. Yeah. The vinyl came out in 2017, no, but the but album like, was out in It was supposed to come out in January, like the Run the Jewels, but they just dropped it. Was it was a Christmas gift. Yeah, they dropped it on Christmas, right? Yeah. Uh, number seven, I put Wolf Peck's Mr. Finish Line. Uh, number six was Curtis Harding's Face Your Fear. It's oh, like yeah. this cool like R&B soul throwback album. Uh, num- number five, I broke into three because they came out with three albums this year. Uh, they're it's called uh, the Saturation Trilogy by this boy band, Brockhampton. Um, they call themselves a boy band. They're very adamant about being a boy band, but essentially they're just like a hip-hop group. from um, Best boy band since One Direction. Yeah, you heard it, yep. Uh, so they released three albums of like 12 tracks called Saturation 1, Saturation 2, Saturation 3. Uh, the first one coming out in like June, and they were all just fire. Uh, so four, I put Scumfuck Flower Boy, the full title, the title of the creator. Uh, number three, uh, Chicano Batman, Freedom is Free. Mm. Uh, number two, I put Prez Hall Jazz Band, So It Is. Mm. I would probably would have put that number one. Had it been a little longer, but for what it was, the seven songs that are on there, just just 
good yeah. good stuff. Uh, always always gets us going. And then number one, I put um, Mount Erie's "A Crow Looked at Me," which is this concept album from this uh, like indie folk guy, Mount Erie, about his uh, cancer-ridden wife dying and then him living with her afterwards. And it was just a super heavy album. And I was like, I couldn't come up with a number one album this year because, like previously mentioned, there's a lot of good stuff this year. It already sounds better than Mac DeMarco. <laughs> but there was uh, nothing jumped out at me. For, nothing really jumped out at me for number one, per se. Like There's a lot of like good stuff, but then I listened to this album like, a couple weeks ago, and it, it really fucked me up. So I said, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> have, you, have you played that in the store? No, I don't want to do that. I actually... Please don't. I, it's, it's weird. Everyone just lays yeah. around crying. No, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, like... It, it drew I cried real tears <laughs> it's like it's a really heavy album it's it's weird it's like very minimal um uh it's not like low fire or anything but it's like very minimal instrumentation and it's just like a lot of room for his lyrics to just kind of be there and it's like very minimal lyrics but very blunt and like straight to the point and it's just like listening to it like it was just really heavy stuff and um I don't think an album really did that or has ever done that to me. So I was like, it, you know, I felt like it should be like at the top. Although I probably won't ever listen to it again unless I'm really fucking sad. <laughs> it, it actually, I, I had heard about it for a while and I had sat on like listening to it for like a couple weeks and then like the, the time was right. So I like listened to it and boom. That was like Adele for me. <laughs> that was like Seeger Rose for me. Yeah. Music is um, some powerful shit sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You, you grew up today, Gert. <laughs> Gert became a man. <laughs> so, yeah. A lot of new stuff on one of my top ten, so that was cool. A lot of, a lot of great albums. And what do you look for when you're, when you're picking a top ten? Like, what's, what's a thing, what are your sort of criteria that, um, you know, that kind of really make things jump out to you? The replayability, I guess. For me personally, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I, I approach albums weirdly. Like, I get into albums at, like, at odd times. or It's got to be in the right right frame of mind to listen to an album or something. But, like, <clears> a lot of these <throat> albums I look back on, I was like, you know, I replayed them a lot. Like, can I still listen to them today? Like, do he I meant high. That's, that's why I was <laughs> clearing my throat so loud. That's what, sorry. Um, yeah, essentially, like, you know, how's it hold up today, you know? Uh, but that's also tough because a fresh album from this past month, how does it hold up to an album from January? So that's always tough. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, always look for that replayability. Aside from my number one, which I'm never- <laughs> <laughs> you just picked Re- <laughs> you picked Requiem for a Dream. That's your one. <laughs> so I want to do one thing really quick. Uh, so, so one thing we've been doing in this podcast is uh, I want to record a quick fake sponsorships. Yeah, I want to record a fake sponsorship. Okay, and uh, let's say Drew. Talk about our cork slip mat. Hi, I'm Drew uh, from Dark Side Records. We just got some really sweet cork slip mats that you can use for all of your latest and greatest album purchases here at Dark Side Records. Come in, grab one. They're $14.99, and they're awesome. What do they do, Drew? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Drew, uh, do they absorb static? (laughs) They are fabulous at absorbing (laughs) static. Do they reduce vibrations? So many vibrations. (laughs) 
<laughs> would you say they grip your records better or worse than a slip mat? Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> Way better. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just think about that. <laughs> Come on in and grab one today. Well done. Brian, you do one for the starter kit. This is Brian from Darkside Records. Here to tell you about our vinyl starter kit. For all you newbies out there, come on in. And for the low, low price of just $300, you can get yourself an Audio-Technica turntable, LP60. You can get yourself a pair of YU2 speakers, a record brush, and a $25 gift card to spend right here in store. Low, low price of $300. So go home, spin some records on that new stuff. And for those who are technologically advanced, we also got another one. You can get yourself a Audio-Technica LP60 Bluetooth with YU4 Bluetooth speakers for just $400. (laughs) (laughs) Who makes the YU4s? Kanto, right? Don't ask me. You don't know? (laughs) You you don't know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. YU4 Kanto speakers. To match, we have it in white, black, or navy in the Bluetooth, or white, black, and silver in the regular version. Either way, you're bound to have a good time. DJ saying no, no, black and silver. In black and silver. <laughs> <laughs> so come on in. That was a very good improv, Dad. This is Kenny G, the famous flutist. (laughs) Flautist. Go subscribe to this podcast. I don't know how he talks. Are you doing it as Kenny G or are you doing it as me? Kenny G. Go subscribe to our podcast wherever you subscribe to podcasts and leave us a review. Um, A good one, preferably. Or just a smiley face. That's good too. It's not a review. It's not. It's not a review. In a heart. <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> I think it's JB. Well, uh, I, I'm going to share a list really quick. Um, jumping off of uh, Tyler's list here, uh, I do have a list from Becca. Who's not here with us tonight? God rest her soul. I think it's appropriate that Will read this list to us. You want? Should we get Will to read it? I think. Do you want to get? You want me to get him? Back hey, him Will! 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 Welcome back, Will. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you could make it. It's been so uh, long. I, <laughs> I snuck in in a luggage. <laughs> Oh my god. Are we cutting this part out? Oh no. No, no. Will is a a frequent guest star. Oh my god. It's my real voice. And um, I have Becca's list here this week. Um, It was so nice of her to stick me in her luggage. What accent is that? It's British. I I think. I'm not really sure where I'm from right now. It's not Australian. Maybe South African? I just. Look, I've been in a suitcase for the last 37 hours. It's <laughs> a little better. Come, cut me a little slack. Uh, so I'm going to share her list and then I'll share mine. Mine is uh, mine. both Liam and Noel Gallagher five times each. <laughs> right, so Becca's list, uh, it starts as number 10. Airy Styles with his album, Airy Styles. <laughs> You might know him. He's from uh, the last great boy band, One Direction. Not as good as whatever the one you said before was. I was in the bathroom not listening. 
<laughs> number nine was Lana Del Rey with her album Icky Pops Lust for Life. <laughs> These are real, actual things <laughs> that Becca wrote down. Uh, number eight was, of course, uh, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Zombies on Broadway. I thought that would be higher on the list, personally. I'm a little, I'm, I'm shocked. Surprising, right? Shocked. Surprising, yeah. She's shocked. she's growing. As uh, she's now a little woman in England. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the British references I can right now. Uh, number seven was Dear Evan Anson, original Broadway cast recording. I'm surprised that's not higher, honestly. Number six is Kesha. <laughs> Kesha's Rainbow. It's the first album uh, away from her uh, sexual predator manager, producer. So, that's good. Number five. <laughs> number five is someone from our side of the pond. Ed Sheeran and his album Divide. Wait, we're just like, that multiple of those people that you have mentioned are English, Will. <laughs> no, they're not. Number four is The Main, Lovely Little Lonely, which of course was an indie exclusive record that you guys had here at the store at Dogside Records. Number three was Aim, Something to Tell You. Number two was Lord, Melodrama. And number one was of course this uh, US band, Bleachers. And their album gone now. Hell yes. Really? Because that didn't make your list. Yes, it did. Did it? it I did. forget. That was, I think, that my, was num- number, my one. number one. Was it number well, one? Ti- I'm tied for number one with a few things because I'm in, indecisive. Right. Okay. It's not about she you. She loves anymore. them all. It's, it's about Becca you and Will mm-hmm. and their love for each other. <laughs> so that was Becca's list. Thank you, Will. You're welcome. Thanks for making the trip. <clears throat> Before JB gets back, I'd like to uh, announce that. On this report that I have here. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, shit. Where uh, it tells me that JB has lived in Scarsdale. Yes. Beacon currently. New Paltz. And Cambridge, but I think it's also confusing his sister for that one. It could be his father. Oh, that too. Who's number three? Uh, it says, warning, Uh-oh. once you view this report, <laughs> your view on John H. Bryan could change. Forever. Will it say his middle name? That's what I'm hoping the report tells. Oh. <laughs> What's it like? Fourteen ninety nine? I don't know yet. <laughs> Worth every pound. We'll all chip in. There's an agreement. I will not stalk this person. <laughs> I will not use this information for blackmail. I will not harass this person. I will not confront anyone dangerous. Checked. Check. <laughs> Agree. Oh, now they want money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to hear what his what his name is. I thought it could be Heritage for a moment. Uh, that's a great middle name, Harriet Tubman. Is this is this Harry Styles? Is this <laughs> See that that makes sense to me. That's relatable. <laughs> So thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm going to go get back in my suitcase now, and we're going to fly back to the UK. Bye Thank you, Will. Bye, Will. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys, what I miss? <laughs> Nothing significant. Okay, good. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, I thought I would go over my top ten with you guys here. Uh, my top ten. Uh, I feel like I had probably half of this list ready to go. And the other half was, you know, there's a little flux. In fact, you'll see on mine here, is not numbered. But I feel like I know definitely my number one, definitely my number two, and definitely my number three. So, Bry. Yes. We have similar lists. 
Except okay. I, I actually wrote mine down. Oh, shit. And put thought into it. Oh, fuck that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you my, uh, my uh, tangent picks, uh, first and foremost. My favorite reissue of the year, which I thought about while we were here at this table because I forgot to write one down, was the uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight soundtrack. Mm. Ah. Mm-hmm. I had that soundtrack when I was a kid, and I loved it. It has an unreleased Melvin song on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know it was a big deal because you mentioned it, and it was a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I would like to include my um, favorite reissue because I didn't mention. Oh, it. Okay, God. go ahead. It was the Yeah Yeah Yeahs Fever to Tell. Oh, so good. I've been like looking for that record forever, but Seriously. it's so expensive, and it's on a shitty pick disc. And they did a really good job on the reissue Fuck and pick like, discs. Mm-hmm. yeah, seriously, and it's like has like all that cool art inside, and like it has like a picture of the Pictus on the sleeve, which I liked. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. son, I like that. Good call. That was a great reissue that came out this yeah, year. Yeah, I Agreed. was so excited about that. So excited. Yeah, I love that record. Yeah. Uh, also, my favorite soundtrack of the year uh, was for my favorite movie of 2017, Baby Driver. Baby Driver. Which Berto just watched. Oh, I forgot I about that. Oh, it's so fucking good. I can drive. <laughs> Will? <laughs> Sorry. Will? <laughs> Get back in your suitcase. <laughs> uh, such a good fucking movie, and the soundtrack is so fucking good. That's, that's really it. I'm not going to delve too deep in the soundtracks. I'll leave that for you guys. All right, so uh, my top 10. Starting in number 10. Again, my- Scared the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> Putting a little life back into this podcast. <laughs> Look alive, people. Uh, number ten was the Melvins, "A Walk with Love and Death," their two CD, two LP album and soundtrack. A score, I guess. Really, a score. A score. Yeah. Number nine, Paul Bearer's "Heartless." I like Paul Bearer a lot. They're a great band. Cool, good talk. Uh, number eight, uh, Macedon's Emperor of Sand. And I will say that I'm actually, I'm going to lump uh, the EP that they also released, Cold Dark Place. I'm going to lump both of those in together. I know they were released separately. You know, I sort of put them together as kind of like one expanded release. And they both have their merits, and I, I, I like both of them. So I don't, I don't see a problem with putting them together. I'm fine with that lump. Nobody mm. cares. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing to the lump. Uh, number seven, Crystal Fairy. Crystal Fairy, of course, is the, uh, dare I say, super group. That is no. King... Okay. <laughs> that is King Buzzo <laughs> and Dale from the Melvins. It is uh, Omar Rodriguez-Lopez of the Mars Volta and At the Drive-In. And Terry Genderbender of Les Butcherettes hmm. in one band. No, that word gets thrown around way too liberally. <laughs> it's an okay group. Like, it's not the traveling Wilburys. Yeah, I don't even want to call that a super group. It's just <laughs> another group. What do you call a just super group? Just another group. Nothing. There's no super group. Think about think about all the bands and people. Like, pick one band: The Birds. How many fucking bands were spawned out of members of The Birds? Like ten. Nobody's calling Crosby, Stills, and Nash a super group. It's just some bullshit marketing term nowadays. So they're a group that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> An alliance. Mm-hmm. They had a, they had a, no, they're a group. They had, a, they had a good record. Number six, I'll say Queens of the Stone Age villains. I really enjoyed the new Queens of the Stone Age. And uh, I, I feel like in this room, I feel like most of us enjoy the new Queens of the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, I can recall uh, talking with some other people outside of this room about the album, and they did not like it at all. And it, one of the main things I heard was the production on the record was like the main thing that people were so anti. And for me, I kind of, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, I think that this to me sounded like a very logical progression from Like Clockwork. Like it, 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 it was like a very uh, thematically similar, but sort of like built upon uh, follow up album to that. Like he, there's there's something this this production that he's going with. That's like I don't know, you know, if if it's Josh Homme, uh wanting to do it or if it's something he's uh, you know inspired by. But it's it's this he, he's always on sort of like lo fi recordings. The the way it sounded was so unique. And for me, even I remember the first time hearing it and being almost confused by how it sounded. Like the mix is so strange and the EQ is so strange. Reaction. Yeah. But I grew to sort of, uh, I think, like get it. I think I understand like where he's coming from and what he was trying to do. And, and there's so much like, uh, you know, like sort of synth rock and goth rock influence on this record. There's so many keyboards and synths on this record. And yeah. that's something I really enjoyed about it. I feel it. like they definitely changed, but. They have a different sound, but it's not bad necessarily. Yeah, I, you yeah. Know, it's a good change, and it's like he's doing a he's thing. The ginger Elvis, so <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty fucking cool. I've never thought about it that way until you just said it. And oh yeah, yeah. No, that is yeah. I'm kind of curious. Uh, you know, I think the album gets a bad rap because Mark Ronson was the producer, and he's known for a lot of popular songs. And when that first came out, it got a lot of outrage from Queens fans. Um, but I think if that name wasn't associated and if it was any other producer i think a lot of people would have appreciated the album a whole lot more yeah it probably put a bad taste in their mouth just right from the start just from the start yep kind of nonsense mm-hmm. it's really it's a really bad way to go into listening to something number five quicksand interiors mm. the new quicksand record it's their first album in 87 years <laughs> they years. wow <laughs> But uh, just a really good record, a really good record, a really listenable record, and one that is, is for me, is one that I just keep spinning. It's gotten so many repeated plays, and each time I do, I find, like, another song that I just really appreciate. Okay, so four, Zeal and Ardor, Devil is Fine. I wanted to listen to that, but still haven't actually done it. Ah, it's fucking crazy. And it's great. The description is just incredible, and I, I want to listen to it, but it's, I haven't found the time. I know. We have a copy. We, right we have like three copies in here. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I brought them home. <laughs> or here. Actually, uh, the person who introduced me to Zeal and Ardor was, in fact, Dan Aloisi, who told me about this record, God, months ago. And it was a similar thing. I just didn't listen. And then uh, you brought some home, and yeah, I, I, I had read about it, and then they were giving them away for free, and so I grabbed a bunch. And then I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> the album is a uh, is a some European musician. I think he's uh, he think he's a Kiwi. Oh nah, yeah, no, no, wrong. No, no, no. Will, Will I told you to get back in that suitcase. <laughs> I don't know who you guys are talking to. That was just me being excited. But uh, the the premise of the album was basically uh, him mixing two genres that uh, were. Uh, uh, suggested to him or that were, you know, sort of diametrically opposed. And so he, uh, took, uh, old slavery era spirituals from America. Oh, that one. Yeah. And combined them with, uh, with black metal, Norwegian black metal. 
and it is just this crazy half metal, half bizarre, you know, musically. It's it's so strange and it's so beautiful and it's so good. And it has to do with Satan, so of course I like it. <laughs> but uh, it's just a really good record. You played that in the store once, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, are we listening I think we were to? working together. And I, like, I kind of dig it. That's I feel like is the correct response. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just subjected you to that. All good. Without a preface. Okay, <laughs> uh, number three. I think my two and my three are the most interchangeable. I'm going to say number three. <clears throat> Mutoid Man, War Moons. Hmm. Love that record. Uh, I'll say no more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mutoid Man is, of course, a group. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Steve Brodsky from Cabin, drummer of Converge. If they're and... just a group, why does that matter? Mm-hmm. So it's some dudes, and they write really good tunes. This is their third album, and it is just it, it just bleeds friends who love playing music together. Like that is that is if nothing else that is the one thing that just is exuded by this record. They just enjoy playing and writing and being around each other and, and that's what that shit's tight. Yeah, that's what that's what touches me <laughs> in that special place. Please don't say that again. Um, number two, Dead Cross. Dead Cross, another group. A lot of groups on my list this year. Imagine that. <laughs> Mike Patton. It's a Mike Patton project, so, you know. I'm fine I, with the word project. I was, I was, I was already... That's all Mike Patton has. Yeah, well. Uh, so Mike, many. I'm going with Mike Patton would not use the word supergroup. I agree with you. I agree with you, yeah. And my number one pick for the year, Elder. Reflections on a Floating World. I like that one. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. good. It was, was good. We listened to that today, right? We listened to that today. That was very good. We did a little, uh, earlier today, we did a little bit where we each played our number ones. Mm. And uh, I played Elder. Except me. But I believe they're from Providence, Rhode Island, and are just a great fucking band, and just such a killer record. So good. So many elements, and, and something that, it, to me, is like my favorite thing is just like psych rock and stoner rock. There's something about that specifically that really speaks to me, and it, there's so much going on in this record. It is dense as shit. And so many influences are coming out on it, and I liked it. Who wants to? Who I'll, wants to I'll go? go? Yeah. All right, Berto. What? Uh, what? What about you? What do you? What did you like this year? Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack. Uh, yeah. you, you've been doing the most home listening this year. I have been doing a lot of home listening and traveling. The home game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I got some a uh, couple honorable mentions that didn't quite fit into my top ten. Okay. Um, the uh, Babadook score yes. released by Waxwork. No, okay. Is that actually out? Uh, I got my Digitally? subscriber copy. Yeah. Uh, kind of like two weeks ago or something, yeah. I think. Fuck it. Um, this is a Gurk last just year gonna, all it, over it went, again. It dropped for sale on their website about a week ago. This is just yeah, going to be him naming stuff and me going, oh, yeah. <laughs> that one, it's not good enough to listen to again and again, but it's good enough that you could go fucking insane listening to it. Um, Shit. I also got the, the Narrow Place by Karen and the Sorrows, which was a uh, female-led country group. And the whole premise of the record is that it's tough being gay and a country musician. And there's a whole song about eating pussy in the backseat of a car, eating another woman's pussy in the backseat of a car. Either like, way. In a country town, like southern, like basically the struggle of being a, in a like really small demographic in a world where that's kind of frowned upon and mm-hmm. not accepted. 
I mean, apart from that kind of uh, fun track, <laughs> it has a, it has a pretty strong message. It's cool. Um, favorite reissue is a tie between the Exorcist score, at least by Waxwork this oh, year, yeah. and um, <laughs> the Fragile Nine Inch Nails. Man, because that's never been <laughs> tough to find an original copy on vinyl, and they finally redid it. Those Nine Inch Nails reissues were fucking great. Mm-hmm. The remasters that they did sounded so good. It's I was fucking, so happy to see those. Yeah, it was amazing. So jumping into my list, number 10, uh, the Twin Peaks soundtrack. Ooh. Uh, that would be the songs that were used in the show, not the score. Not Angelo's. Twin Peaks, the Return. Not, not Battle Amenti's score. Uh, yeah, um, it was fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed listening to it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Just a nice kind of chill record to listen to. Yeah. And and a funny thing is, I remember hearing those songs. We like obviously we were we went hard into that series this I, year. Yeah, and you did. I'm still hard. I know. <laughs> Same. It hasn't gone away after four hours. <laughs> See you, doctor. Uh, but it, and when those songs were played in the episodes, I remember hating them so much and like hating the bands and and realizing afterwards, like hearing the soundtrack afterwards and going back and, and looking at the episodes, you know, after having watched them in the moment, like it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The songs are good. The bands are good. See, I enjoy, I, I didn't, I haven't watched the new series yet. <laughs> so Boo this man. So I can, I can enjoy the, the soundtrack, like the, that compilation on its own. It's just a good comp record. So number nine, uh, A Deeper Understanding by War on Drugs. Just chill. Drew, is that your number nine? It was my number seven. Oh, okay. I just—it's interesting when uh, when our when Sorry. our signs align mm-hmm. and uh, we have things in the same number. Don't get me going now. It's the stars that align. No, your sign. Your, so no, you're thinking of the, the silver lining playbook. Your rising I'm, I'm sign. That didn't make sense. <laughs> uh, number eight, colors by Beck. Ooh, it's just a solid pop record. Like, mm-hmm. It's just fun to listen to. I enjoy it. It's very dancey. Number seven, uh, Baby Driver soundtrack. My man. Um, I really, I mean, it's, a, it's fun. It's all sorts of old school R&B. I forgot. To but I love that. the liner notes in it where the, uh, Edgar Wright's talking about how he basically wrote that movie because he wanted to one day, when he was like 19 years old, he decided he wanted to direct a car chase using bell bottoms. Um, the opening song in the movie. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. No. Ted Leo and the Pharmacists. Closer. John Spencer, Blues Explode. There you go. Um, and I mean, it just reminded me, like, how many times, like, throughout my life have I listened to a song and been like, oh, this would be awesome in a movie. Or it'd be cool to see this done to this music. Um, so the whole soundtrack's awesome. Number six, The Void soundtrack. Yes. Released by Death Waltz. Mm. Mm. It's mm. fucking good. Ah! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And here's a here's a blast from the past that Justin and JB will recognize. On that soundtrack is Lust Mord. Ah, through some really weird sounds into that record. Uh, fun fact: Birdo found Lust Lord through a priest. True, that was awesome. I have yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> that guy is creepy. Not the priest. Well, mm. Mm. Uh, two words. The artist. Context. Uh, number five: the Bad Batch soundtrack. Was that, uh, wait, wait, was, was a that movie? a snore or was that a like a groan? <laughs> Whatever you needed. To okay, <laughs> is that a, a soundtrack to a yogurt documentary? <laughs> nope. It's uh, it was the second movie from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
edit. <laughs> the, the Mad Batch was the second film directed by Anna Lily Amanpour. Amin, Amirpour? I don't know her last name. Same woman who did directed a couple of years ago, uh, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Oh, okay. I think made uh, okay. at least my top three of the year that soundtrack came out. The U.S. or the international version? Of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of uh, the, the right Vampire Movie. Let the Right One In. Yeah. Uh, that one is you. only watch the international version. Yes, just fuck move the on. US version. Just yes. move on. <laughs> what, what the? Who the fuck are you? You know this. <laughs> Look, sorry, I got I got heated. Uh, anyway, so that's a cool. It's got Edit. some mixture of like '90s pop and electronic funk, and it's a good good soundtrack. Number four, Villains by Queens of the Stone Age. Hey, an album. Um, <laughs> first one since seven. Uh, that one grew on me a lot. Like I, I listened to it when it came out, and I was not into it, and then kept listening to it, and it was it's good stuff. Number three. This is my, my kind of random surprise one this year. Slow Dive by Slow Dive. Ooh, good pick. Um, good pick. This fucking good record. I never mm-hmm. listened to any of their older stuff, and that just kind of came up. Uh, like my new releases and I put it on and it's just chill I can listen to it again and again mm-hmm. especially when I'm driving but yeah it was the first album 17 years I think yeah yeah so yeah, I really good like fucking record too. Uh, number two is The Nashville Sound by Jason Isbell and the 400 mm-hmm. Unit mm-hmm. very um, nice his last record Something More Than Free uh, made my list the year that came out a couple of years ago um, he went he went like darker this time like really kind of introspective you think yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get a serious point. Like, like he went. I mean, like the um, if we were vampires, if we were vampires, um, is that has a whole song called Anxiety, like about his yeah. random anxieties. Um, yeah, but like, he's very white man's about town. Of that and like I feel like most of it, he's talking to his daughter the whole time. White man's town is definitely talking thing, to his daughter. But like I don't I feel like it's not as dark as something more than free like that was like sort of fresh out of rehab and uh like just full of pain and now this one I mean I think this one's angrier I think I guess yeah it's probably angrier maybe that's a better better description this is for like, it you know it's a little more political it's uh you know more societally observant I think he, I think he calls out some country music kind of standards totally. and stuff like that yeah I just, I just no, maybe I'm I'm being a um a word snob here, but it's, I don't find it to be darker Captain than Thesaurus something more down there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have your back on that, actually, JJ. Uh, this album w- is probably my uh, honorable mention of the year. I really enjoyed this record, and and I, I sort of take it the way you took it. I think it's like, uh, I always appreciate like uh, a redemption story. And yeah, I don't take it as sad or, or even like angry. I, it's just, it's so honest it's just addressing like the shittiness of things in this in this great way and that's why i liked it it's my number two okay <laughs> uh, my number one um kind of surprised even me how much i ended up listening to this record it's a soundtrack no oh, oh, god damn it oh, shit. take it all back <laughs> uh it was a soundtrack to atomic blonde the soundtrack is basically if I put on like Pandora and I want to listen to like weird 80s Bowie, this soundtrack is what I want to hear. It's like all this weird German covers, you know, German pop prog, like late 80s. It, you feel like you're in East Berlin. Um, 
Does it it's include just, 99 Luff Balloons? Two versions of it. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Well, then I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The original Nina version and then a really cool, like, kind of trancey cover version. Um, but the uh, the score itself, it's interspersed with bits of the score written by Tyler Bates, uh, who I always enjoy. Um, and uh, his recently found buddy, Marilyn Manson, pops up on a track. Um, it's just cool. It's an all-around fun record. Like, I can... I will listen to that regularly for a while, probably. Mm-hmm. That was something I took away after seeing the movie, was mm-hmm. like, holy shit, the soundtrack is great, yeah. and I would love to own this. It's worth it. It's a worthy investment. You're worth it. Oh. No. You. <laughs> John Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> John Airy Styles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess it's my turn. With the well-thought-out planned list. <laughs> I thought about it. Just didn't have a lot of time to think about it. You've had like um, an hour and a half we've been sitting here. I'm listening. <laughs> Unlike some people, JB. Oh. What? I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so I thought about my reissue of the year while we were talking about this, and I think that was the Johnny Cash unearthed box oh, set. Yeah. I don't know if it's technically a reissue because it's never been on LP, but I'm going to call it a reissue because the music has been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, been waiting for that one for years, and they did a nice job. Great packaging, well made. Very reminiscent of the CD box. Yeah, uh, check out our unboxing video on YouTube. My man. Uh, all right. Much like my esteemed comrade Roberto, <laughs> my number ten is the Twin Peaks soundtrack. Mm. I've been listening to the Twin Peaks soundtrack a lot, particularly. In the last three months, I couldn't put it any higher because it's not really, for the most part, new material. But it's a new compilation, so I, I felt that was good enough to make it number ten. Uh, number nine, Courtney Barnett, Kurt Vile, whole lot of sea lice. Love Courtney Barnett. I think her albums have been on my list in the past, and this one surprised me how much I liked it. I think their voices really complement one another. Number eight, no one else has mentioned. Nicole Atkins, Good Night, mm. Rhonda Lee. Uh, another Got Clean, made a soul R&B album. Very uh, little yeah. self-deprecating. I appreciate that. <clears throat> a friend of the store. And she's right. a nice lady. She pulled nice my lady. beard once, so uh, that uh, <laughs> worked That's well all for it me. took. That's yeah. it. Makes that top ten list forever. <laughs> Number seven, Mastodon, Emperor of Sand. Thought it was a great record. And uh, I would say maybe my favorite live show of the year was Mastodon at the Ryman in Nashville, which was uh, also aided by the fact that I was given the ticket, and I was both wined and dined before the event, so I was well inebriated going into it, (laughs) and it was the first metal show ever to be held at the Ryman in Nashville, which was pretty fucking cool. Number six... And I had felt like it had to be up here somewhere because I bought three versions of it. Is Ryan Adams' Prisoner? Mm. So I got the mm-hmm. indie exclusive, the uh, other big box retailer different cover variant exclusive, <laughs> and the end of the world edition, which is a forty five. Man's got box a stick. Yeah. It's his whole box, and it like folds out, and makes his live stage setup, and his cats are included as little oh, characters. Oh, you need that you to show me this immediately. And the cassette immediately. Too. <laughs> Ah, and the cassette, yeah. Uh, my number five, Queen to the Stone Age, Villains. Loved it. Knew I would. Didn't give a shit that they said anything about Mark Ronson. That was great. 
Number four, Manchester Orchestra of Black Mile to the Surface. They never disappoint. I uh, think this album was a little more mature than some of the other records. Like, I think he might have been uh, painting in a cave a bit, to use that expression. Have anybody heard that one? No. no. All right. Look no. it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Prehistoric man painted in caves. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a writing term for, like, you know, just sort of just pounding it out and... You know, it's a masturbation term. That's a ma- that's, yeah. <laughs> look, look it up. Uh, number Pounding three. it out. <laughs> thanks to my man T-Gurks here. Ooh. Uh, turning me on to it, and glad he did. Preservation Hall Jazz Band, So mm-hmm. It Is. <clears throat> that album's fucking great. You need to pick me up. That'll do that's it. The and then, so I got to see them live in New Orleans at Preservation Hall. And they recorded it while I was there, and that came out on Black Friday as a record store day piece. So that's also exciting. All right, and then my number two and number one. I I struggled a little while to figure out uh, which was which. And my number two ultimately became where it is because introspection will always win out fun for me. And so number two being the fun pick, that is Mutoid Man Warmones. Yeah. By far the most fun album of the year. Anytime you say that you came inside of Satan's daughter and nine months later you're a father, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) And number one, I don't think I heard anybody else mention. Father John Misty, pure comedy. Nice. You know, as a 30-something white male, his lyrics certainly resonate with me. Uh, full of introspection, self-deprecation, horrible childhood memories, and uh, a general malaise at the longing for the rest of your life. You know, I felt like asking you at the beginning of this, where does Father John Misty land on your list this year? Because I knew inevitably it would be there. Because uh, the last one was, was that your number one that year too? Was it? Um, I love you, I love you, honey bear. I mean... Fuck, that's an amazing record. I'm pretty it's sure incredible. it must have been your one or two. Like, yeah, um, I know he's always he always makes the list. He does. Oh, well, my first discovery of him was "I Love You, Honey Bear," and mm-hmm. this is being the follow up to that, which I feel like a lot of people panned it. Like, mm-hmm. but he really, you know, I think he didn't shy away from what he wanted to actually say to make the same sort of because "I Love You, Honey Bear" was very much uh, more social commentary. And uh, sort of hipster commentary. And a lot of and, love. Yeah. Like, stuff too, love, and also like a lot of misogyny, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he stepped away from all that and just sort of turned it back on himself. And the fact that he's willingly calling himself Father John Misty, which is, of course, <laughs> is ridiculous. Uh, I think the album plays into all of that. And great record. It kills me. I remember a couple Sundays here alone. I just we didn't schedule anybody, and I just I probably played it four or five times in a row here. You do really have to listen to to that album. Oh my and god, the lyrics. The I, I can't remember the name of the track, but the one where he's telling the story of uh, almost choking to death on uh, like a gumball in J.C. Penny, like. Fuck man, <laughs> it's brutal. Like it's funny while, while that sweet little lies song yeah. plays. Uh, fuck, what a way to go. I mean, he didn't. Well, he survived. Yeah. Well, I, I would hope. <laughs> like, I guess it's a real story, though. I read in an interview yeah. later that's it's actually factually accurate. 
have to give that one hundred percent. Some of my favorite songs of the year, with no doubt, were on that record. It's just you know, it's a massive thing. It's a double LP, so you know, and he's writing what four minute tracks and thirteen minute tracks, and even like (laughs) the video for Pure Comedy, the you know the the title track, fucking incredible. Like that was hooked the second I saw it. He's got. All the you know all the major events of the last two years happening. If you really sit and delve, Tyler, I might need some weed. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you lend me in right back. <laughs> for a while, you can really get lost in all the fucked up shit that's going on on the cover. And um, I highly recommend it. Turn your Christmas blue. Pick a cup of coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> Kill yourself for Christmas. <laughs> no, no. That's not what he's saying. No. He's saying, Give up I'm an balls. asshole. <laughs> like, you know, come well, you guys, thank you for being here for this podcast. Once again, uh, for listeners who are listening. Um, no one's listening. To <laughs> checked out an hour ago. If you've listened this far into the podcast, what the hell? Well, maybe we'll do an old podcast tradition. We'll give you a coupon code. Context. <laughs> two words. Two words. Context. You got to go to the register, say two words, context, and we'll give you 10% off one purchase. Boom. Whole purchase or item? Whole purchase. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. wow. He's being generous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it expires on uh, December 20th. <laughs> yeah, end of the year. It expires, it expires in half an hour. Yeah. Once January comes, you're done. Because we have coupon books for January. That's anyway. Damn right, True. Jones and in January. Holy so shit. don't forget, if you haven't gotten one of the coupon books here, we have coupon books that we're giving out that have coupons. Getting all up. kinds of goodies. Imagine that coupons in the coupon book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All kinds of discounts for you that you can pick up. They're free. They're here in the store. They're physical. I would like to also say only one with a physical list. No, no, no. Got a shitty uh, envelope. Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny G. <laughs> no. Uh, so that's our uh, best of 2017 podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, any any last notes anyone wants to leave for our listeners? I feel like now that I'm hearing their list, I didn't ex- explain mine enough. I feel like I hated on Sam Smith, but he is. I, I did not listen to you, it Sam. enough. I did enjoy it. I'm going to record an offshoot podcast for this, which is uh, people Regrets. just taking back things they said on the podcast. It's just Berto and Kendra. Uh, you don't want to take back your your one snafu? Context. <laughs> so uh, thanks, you guys, for being here. Um, we are open for the rest of the year. There's still time to get great gifts. We have tons of music. We have tons of uh, toys, movies, clothes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. records, cork yeah. mats, a couple records, oh, oven shit. mitts. That's tight. Socks. <laughs> oven mitts. I uh, clothes. Things that are- fun fact. Yesterday, December 18th, was the day we sold the most socks in one single day, we have been selling ever. a lot of socks. Wow. We just sold a fuck ton of socks on December 18th. That's our podcast for this month. <laughs> Thanks for listening. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a good rating in iTunes or your Google Play or your Stitcher or wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. Give us, uh, I don't want to tell you how many stars, but uh, somewhere between five and six million. And uh, <laughs> the better ratings you give us, uh, the more opportunity we get to be in front of ears and eyeballs and crotches of new listeners that... Uh, 
can hear this for the first time, whatever the fuck this is, can hear this. Do you have a two-hour commute? <laughs> Are you sitting in listening traffic? listening to Strangers Rank Albums? <laughs> the Dark Side Records podcast. Do you want something more interesting than the last Mac DeMarco record? Oh, wait, wait. Hey, now. I know. You, gotta, you guys got to chill out now. <laughs> So, uh, so that's our podcast for this month. Uh, we'll be so we'll be back next uh, we'll be back next year with another episode. So until then, happy holidays! Thank you as always for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting independent record stores. Thank you for supporting music live, recorded, and otherwise. Anything else you want to thank someone for? Tacos. Okay. Mm. Yes. Amen. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, on behalf of Darkside Records, I'm JB. I'm Brian. I'm Julia. I'm Drew. I'm stoned. <laughs> and Tyler. <laughs> Kendra. Thanks, Kenny. I'm Berto. <laughs> I'm JJ. <laughs> and I will. Get back in that suitcase. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, this has been the Darkside Records podcast. See you in the bids. One more thing, since a lot of us are here. Oh, oh boy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. It is time. One second. <laughs> should we be recording this? Wait, is this, is an, actual, this is an actual thing? Yeah, yeah this is real. We should be recording this. This is very real. The, you guys are uh, you're aware of ahead of time? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It is, it is a bit of an intervention. <laughs> I know. I'm balding. Okay? I know. I was actually thinking balding. that today. Balding. 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 <laughs> JB. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What, wait, what? From, what? From, from all of us here. Why are you pushing? From all of us here. Dark Side Records. records. <laughs> Hang on. Let me bust out the noisy cricket here. <laughs> I know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And I'm the it's one going. getting the shit. This is fucking weird. It's going to so, be amazing. Out of nowhere, Drew has just came and given me a present. You're welcome. It's a cardboard box. It, is it from you? It's from all of us. Oh, god damn it. It's an intervention. Fuck. We had a group chat mm-hmm. without you, obviously. This makes Secret Santa feel? so much more weird now. No, 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 no. This is a bonus. Just wait. Oh God! How many places did you tape this thing? Hang on, let me get the noisy cricket back. Probably should be filmed. It it couldn't hurt. That's Propecia. I know it. Fuck. Clearly, we found his uh, his weakness. (laughs) (laughs) Tape. (laughs) Tape. Middle names. Tape is the worst. And male pattern baldness. I'm genuinely nervous. I don't know what the fuck to expect here. There you go, Kendra. I like that you put tissue paper on it. Yeah. That shit's a legit present, man. Did your mom wrap this? A little bit. (laughs) She's a good lady. (laughs) Show the camera, JB. <laughs> yeah. It's a t-shirt. <laughs>
No, it's a it's a tank top. Oh, that is, wow. that is it's very a crop top. Not a it's a crop top. <laughs> it's a tank top for my favorite artist. <laughs> American Idol's own the real thing, <laughs> Bo Bice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking piss my pants. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to I wear know this you in went public? To the <laughs> I want to wear this so bad. The real question is, how can't you wear it? <laughs> we all saw what you wore to the store the day after you got your arm tattooed. <laughs> This is a lot more neck than I'm willing to show. There's going to be so much hair popping out of that. Oh, so much hair. He should have been here the day after he got tattooed. (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you, Drew. (laughs) Everyone else. I'm going to wear it with pride. I didn't expect it to be that small. That's a crap. But I think that makes it even better. Look. That's going to be snug. That's the way Bo likes it. So it's the way I like it. So nice. They named it Bice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Hope you enjoyed your bonus. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) man. Can can someone take a picture? Just a picture of you actually wearing it. It's yeah, you gotta yeah, put it on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Ugh. laughs> All right, girl. This is how I want to be remembered. <laughs> oh, it will be. Legends, <laughs> legends never die. Mm-hmm. I will wear this with pride. Next time you have a fancy function that you need support at, when you graduate college or have a family event, I will wear this with pride. Also, you're balding. Yeah, you really are. You really are. Damn. <laughs> Holy shit, Julia. <laughs> look, look, what I said. I only say this because. Look, when I said. I mean, brought it up again, and it's true. Just own it, honestly. Look, I am also balding, and I feel like I can say it, and I can gently remind him in public on the internet that he, too, is suffering from baldness. Look, look, when I said I want you guys to tell me when it's time for me to let it go, that's not how I anticipated this going. Oh, I'm not saying that at all. No, no, you should hold on to it for another embarrassing year or so. Don't worry, this is off the record. No, this is on the record. This is all going on the podcast. No edits here. So, listeners, tell me when it's time for me to cut my hair off. Let me know when it's time to just ride this into the sunset to Valhalla. I can handle it unless you do it like an asshole like Julia. <laughs> so that's the uh, Dark Side Records podcast for this month with six of my favorite people. Fair enough. One Fair enough. And Roberto. So uh, we'll be back in a month. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, See you in the bins. See you in the bins. I think we had like two conclusions. We did. Okay, no, I'm just going to cut out the first conclusion. Oh, yeah. 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 A, I was going to say it's a Judd Apatow film. <laughs> <laughs> this is worth worth keeping in. Yeah, that's all good. I'm happy you love it. I do.